Morena, Atamarie, at least that's the time of day it is for me right now. Whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this, I hope you're doing well. And thanks for tuning in to our 12th episode of the Scrap Paper Pioneers podcast. This has been such a cool experience and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. I chat to Tim Smith, um, an amazing person um, with, with so much wisdom and knowledge and he shares a little bit about leadership and the wealth mindset and we just have a really fun conversation. So I hope you enjoy listening. Morning, how are you doing? I'm good, Ella. It's a, it's a Tuesday morning, I'm feeling great. Tuesday morning it's kind of early so we're doing well but thanks so much for coming on the podcast um we haven't quite introduced you yet but do you want to kind of introduce yourself and I can I assume my name's in the title yeah Um, (laughs) but I'm Tim Smith um I have had the the privilege of being connected to you for I would say what 17 years yeah probably so almost your whole life not quite (laughs) close Uh, to maybe it's 18 years now but um, I, I do a few things. I'm a music tutor with a school called Tim Smith Music. How so original good. is that? <laughs> I love it. And I uh, lead a music team for Company Impact Church. I'm also on the senior leadership there, if I can say it like that. Yes, yes uh, you can. And have been involved in a variety of groups and spaces, meeting people, talking mm. to people and getting to know them, uh, which is a whole lot of fun. Um, I should also mention I've got a, a wonderful wife, Hayley. Yes, Hayley. Yeah, shout out to Hayley. <laughs> She's upstairs uh, just hanging out at the moment. Uh, and we've got a little baby on the way as well. So, so exciting. that's a crazy change. Um, what else do I do? Um, I feel like I, it's crazy when you like put it all out there like that. Yeah, I drink coffee. I just had a coffee. So <laughs> if the pace of this podcast speeds up a little bit, I, I think you have the ability to sh- slow it down. So Yeah, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> so with all the things that you do, are there specific things that you'd say you're passionate about across all those spaces and in all the relationships, like what you try to bring or who you would probably consider yourself to be outside of like roles or Mm. things functions i guess yeah yeah i I, because i do meet with so many different people i kind of like the challenge of being able to connect with each person Mm. in their own kind of personal way or in my own personal way so that i can i can build a connection with them i can come alongside wherever they are in life and actually hopefully add some sort of value to that so whether it's music tuition and just you know right from the beginner level going, hey, this is how you can start to move your fingers, uh, right up to kind of expert level of going, well, why don't you try, move your hand just a slight bit different and then see if that actually changes something that you're wanting to achieve. Um, And then also to to people that come in and are just having a really tough time at work and find music as an outlet for being able to just de-stress and be present. And I find that I get the chance to do a lot more talking with people uh, then talking at people, which that's I cool. think creating a, a space where people have a voice is really important for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think you do that really well as well. And whether it's like in a setting with one-on-one through your business, I think that totally is translated through what you do. So mm. that's so cool. I love it. Yeah. Should we jump to the question on relationship then? I was kind of talking about um, having a think around I see a lot of really cool people who are very, I would say, wise and skilled in building really meaningful relationships with people. And I would say you're totally mm. one of those. Mm, um, are, are there some things that you've learned 
across your years of your years. My years, all oh, the years <laughs> that they just keep increasing. So good. Of um, I don't know, just being in a, in spaces where you have to build relationships with people and connect with people who are maybe completely different to you, as we all do in life, mm. really. What are some things you've learnt, or some strategies? I think, or yeah, things you've learnt, or strategies that you use to be able to do that. Yeah, well, I, I always when I was younger. Ah, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm the youngest of four siblings. I've got three mm. older siblings. The gap between me and my next sister is five and a half years, and then yeah. it goes up from there with ten and a half between me and my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always used to be around them and their friends, mm-hmm. um, but also grew up in a community house. So there's about five families. So I was involved with, with mm-hmm. like you know, four other families, mm-hmm. their parents, the kids all these different age groups, all these different kind of personalities once again. Yeah. Uh, and and I always kind of, I guess, wanted to fit in with whatever age group I was around. And so having older siblings, I, I feel like I kind of gleaned some, some hopefully wisdom, but some <laughs> kind of older personal traits um, before my years. Uh, that then grew up and, and I began seeing characteristics and people that I wanted to model so um, being open to a mentor and to, to different people mentoring you uh, is, is so important I think mm-hmm. when you're wanting to actually be able to influence others because if I'm always trying to put my own ideas out there or uh, influence someone because I think it's the right way to go then I don't really have the background experience or knowledge to back up what I'm trying to then yep. like use or yep. to add value to someone else and so um, I've had uh, some amazing mentors um, in my time one key one for, for what I now do with music business is my tutor um, who I had for about six or seven years so Dieter Burmester uh, he, he now lives or I, I moved to live just um, <laughs> 300 meters down the road Proximity from where he right, is. get close to people hey, he's still <laughs> teaching he's still successful I'm not taking business I love it. Um, but he was such a mentor because he actually didn't just teach me how to play guitar he, he taught me how to how to teach Uh, and how to then connect with those people on a really meaningful level. So I always recall him talking about his students and the ones that he was still connected with. Mm. This is while I was getting lessons. And then um, as the years have gone on, we still connect together, um, and I'm able to kind of now be a friend, not um, not just the protege. Oh, protege is probably a little bit bit highly (laughs) esteemed, uh, but, but the one coming up underneath him. Nice. that's cool yeah. oh wow that's amazing so you've had you think kind of like the environment you grew up in definitely shaped you to who you are now mm. and your ability to be able to connect with people from all kinds of backgrounds and then the idea of having people around you that you learn from as you're growing up as well that's so imp- I think mm. that's a theme that so many people have talked about that idea of having people wiser than you not necessarily in years but uh, just in life as well um, who can sow into your life and things. So yeah. you'd say that's had a huge impact? Absolutely. And it's mm. I, I think it's recognising that, that we are not the source of, of all the wisdom that we mm. might portray, but that actually the, that wisdom is, is the accumulation of relationships from the past, mm. relationships that we're currently engaging in, and, and just that willingness to even mirror some of those um, those wise statements mm. or those, those ways of being that, we believe have an influence on each other yeah that's so good and I think that other aspect you've kind of touched on is that willingness to learn and even be humble in that when you're 
with other people and the idea that they can um, be teaching you stuff that maybe you don't know and for you to acknowledge like, wow, I'm standing here today because of all these people, mm-hmm. like standing on the shoulders of giants, right, like all those people who have um, been a part of your life and different relationships and people you've learned from. Would you say that's been a huge thing is that willingness to learn from others, whether they're older than you or younger than you or different backgrounds, like that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been encouraged um, in recent years by the, it's, a, it's this book called The Divine Dance um, by Richard Raw, and it talks about this relationship um, of the Trinity. So um, being a, a Christian who believes that God is so much more than than a, than an idol that we that we just worship on a Sunday or anything mm. like that. God is an intricate part of who we are. Um, this divine dance talks about the relationship between these these different parts of the Trinity, being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it, there's this invitation uh, in that divine dance for us to come and dance with the Trinity, to be involved in every single part of our lives, um, to actually have that as a core part of who we are. Uh, there's this beautiful idea in, um, in the painting that's referenced about submission but also kind of um exalting mm-hmm. as well and that that in the scriptures that jesus would um only do what he saw his father doing but that he would also acknowledge that he is the son of god yeah. and he would actually um, be elevated but he would also submit and i think that that's an important part of of mm-hmm. when we're either mentoring or being in relationship with someone someone mm-hmm. that we're willing to actually recognize when we are kind of the ones giving the advice (laughs) when we are the ones like leading people forward or wanting to add value and then in the same kind of breath being able to be the ones that are then receiving from that other person Mm -hmm. acknowledging that they have something as important and as significant to give us Mm -hmm. so that changing of submitting but also kind of stepping up yeah um and being able to flow between those um those different uh yeah, different veins of engagement, mm. I think, are really key because otherwise we end up becoming a bit arrogant yep. about the stuff that we know and that we're always right. Mm. Or we become so, um, yeah, so quiet and, and mm. still that we that we miss some of the influence that I think we can have through a confidence in who we're designed to be. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's such a good point, that flip side of it, of that if you don't actually embrace maybe... The influence that you have that that's actually something that can kind of be wasted i guess mm, yeah i can just sit to the side yeah yeah and i think there's a lot of a lot of people that that do get a bit nervous and who they mm. are um, and not because it's necessarily insecurity i think that's a common thing mm. but sometimes we just um we think that humility is uh, listening ourselves yeah and so we we take a back seat and we go well someone else can actually do this mm. as well or if not better yeah then i can so it, it's actually going to be fine but i think we we miss so much of who people really are mm-hmm. uh, because of that let's say false humility yeah yeah totally and because people make themselves smaller rather than yeah that's so true i was having a great conversation with someone about this the other day have you heard the new stan walker song called bigger i haven't totally have a listen but it's really good it talks about that idea of you showing up as who you are and whatever that looks like is um so powerful and that that can mean bigger dreams and bigger thoughts um whereas often the world stays stay in your lane stay stay small um don't go out and have this kind of audacity to 
be someone different to what everyone else is doing sometimes and it's such a cool song and I think like it's so interesting like I look at your journey as you've kind of um grown up here really I guess and um didn't necessarily go towards a traditional pathway of what a career could look like or what you could have done incredibly well in if you'd chosen to um and you've come and you've started a business which is totally very different and I think um it takes a lot of courage in a way to be able to step out and do that and when you were first kind of starting out I guess um was it challenging for you that unknown side of things like you were looking at going into business what did that journey kind of look like yeah well I I mean I was very young um in making the decision to to Mm. do business um but specifically around your music business and tutoring so that's my my main thing I once again had had the modeling of a tutor that had been doing it for such a significant amount of time that I knew that if I've learned from him and actually modeled some of the things that he's modeled to me, then I could make make it work. Yeah. Um, I always had the, the idea that I would do music as a career until it didn't work anymore and then I'd go to a backup. Yeah. Um, whatever that backup would be, I haven't gone there yet. So, <laughs> um, and I don't anticipate it. That's good. Um, <laughs> I, I was uh, pretty privileged to, to, you know, excel at school. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was pretty bright, but d- didn't use that as an excuse or even a pressure of going to university mm. and doing that traditional kind of tertiary study. Um, what I probably do see now is that my my tutoring was some form of an apprenticeship. Yeah. So it actually trained me up into a specific style of, of or role. Yeah. Um, that meant that when I went into business, I had the tool, mm. all the tools needed to at least start out. Um, I was working at a music store at the time as well when I started doing tutoring uh, a bit more full on and yep. started building up the client base. And that, I mean, that's a great way to meet people that want to learn music is they come in, you sell them the instrument, you say, hey, uh, I I know a few great tutors, I'm one of them, Uh, and you give them your number. So that was honestly an amazing environment to to grow the business. Yeah. Um, The the hardest part, I think, was making the decision that, okay, where am I at the tipping point of Mm. growing business and holding on to the security of employment? Yeah. And... I, I mean, I was employed part-time, 25 hours for a music mm. store, and I, I then made the decision, oh, mm. yeah, that was spread over five days. I was tutoring in the afternoons as well, yeah. and, and, it, and it got very busy. You you fill up a lot of time. Yeah. And um, yeah, it came to the decision that I would uh, give up the employment at the music store, and I would go into um, what was part-time and is, and is now close to full-time mm. music tuition. and trust that the shortfall would be built by the momentum yep. of uh, of saying yes to business and to, yeah, and to wow. actually stepping into that. That's crazy, eh? Mm. Oh, my goodness. So when you were in the store, did you actually go up to people, like when you sold them something, was that your literal conversation was, I'm also a music tutor? Pretty much. I mean, you got to have some tact, yeah. right? Because you don't want them to totally. think that you're, you're stepping yeah. on their toes. <laughs> Um, but but you I mean when you're when you're in sales you're spending a bit of time with the people that yeah. are that are walking through. If they don't want your input, then they're yeah. not going to be ones that are listening. You build up um, a bit of a rapport with someone, then you can kind of gauge. Yeah, uh, and, and if and especially if it is beginners, if it's people that are going, a, a parent with a with a kid who's going to start learning, and they go, 
we want to learn the guitar. Yeah. Don't know what type of guitar we want to spend around this much. Mm. And that's all they say. Yeah. And so that's, I guess, that's them submitting yeah. to what you then have the, the expertise in and have yeah. to offer. And so that would create a, an, an environment where I could take them on a little journey, mm. show them a few things so they'd know that I'm authentically a, a musician. Yeah. <laughs> that what you're talking about? <laughs> I hope so. Um, sometimes, anyway. And then I would, um, yeah, it wasn't my goal to... Yeah, no, no. to um, convert them to, to clients if you like no i think uh, that's so cool that idea of using what you have your networks that you have already leveraging that um and like you're saying learning like tutoring was almost an apprenticeship for you and so it kind of built this platform where you're like okay i can start being a bit more bold in this and stepping out and start to build up my own that's really cool yeah wow I, and just i'm just thinking now another challenge is actually knowing the worth that you have mm. uh, so um, I wasn't going around offering free music lessons mm. for beginners or for, for anyone, um, but I was actually going, hey, this is a business venture that I have and this yep. is what it's worth. Yep. And and I, even if I was charging a standard market rate and didn't have the years of experience needed, I quickly kind of built up to that level of experience needed so that what I was charging mm. matched what I was actually giving so yeah it's a it's a strange a strange um in between of, mm. of valuing who you're going to be yeah uh, so that it pulls you forward into what you're actually giving and all the while not being false around it but being an authentic person building connections um, valuing the people that are coming into your space mm. uh, and giving it your best yeah yeah that's so cool would you say that valuing um the value valuing the value that you add to a space is something you've ever had challenges with and like had to grapple with on um, like providing a service where charge people because I know that there's so many people who are out there and they do stuff for free for so long mm. and I think adding a dollar sign I guess to what you're doing brings a whole other level of value and appreciation in the other person and, and in yourself yeah yeah I mean that's a great way of looking at it because as soon as I mean, as soon as, as a consumer, I have to pay for something, mm. I'm looking for where that value actually lies. Yeah. Uh, and I think if, if someone's offering something for free, then it does have a perceived kind of different agenda. It, yeah. I mean, I, I um, yeah, I don't know what to add to that. Yeah. No, I totally just spoke <laughs> off. That's great. That's cool. That's so good. So in your music, I would say both in your business and the other roles that you hold in the community, you're very much a leader. Um, and I think that when you're working with people and leading people, um, whether it's like leading alongside them or from a different role where maybe you have some more experience or knowledge in an area, it can take a lot of grace and patience in working with that. Are there some things you've learned from um, just kind of leading people in different spaces um, along the way, I guess, that you've found really key and valuable for kind of showing grace to people um, in that kind of role of mm. I'm potentially bringing you in and weaving things together? Yeah, oh, that's a huge question, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I, th I think touching on the diversity of people that I engage with, um, mm. I mean, in music tuition, it's one-on-one -on -one 
students. Mm. So I've, I've got about 45 students at the moment that I'll spend one-on-one time with every week. Mm. Uh, and then there's a few group settings with, with between kind of six and 12 people, sometimes a bit more as well. Uh, and then there's, there's larger congregational settings as well. Mm. So there's this, this kind of dynamic yeah. variety of groups and of wow. people. And I was, just in, in the preparation for this, um, I was thinking about how many um, yeah, how many people I engage with on a weekly basis and mm. excluding a, a Sunday morning service environment for church, which is, you know, 150. Mm. Uh, you, you, I'm dealing in close proximity with about 70 people wow. every week. Uh, and that's in both, um, I guess, rubbing shoulders, but also mm. the majority of it is in some sort of leadership capacity yeah. in, in their lives, whether it be um, mentoring, tutoring, um, encouraging, mm. just whatever that looks like. And, and I was kind of thinking about um, that grace that we need for people mm. um, and and how sometimes, I, I mean, I, I struggle with that. When, when you get tired, uh, you, the grace levels naturally diminish mm. uh, and and it's that supernatural grace that's that's needed when especially yeah. in groups especially in those challenging things it's, it's a bit easier when you're when you're one-on-one mm. and you know that what your purpose is in that setting um, but I, I find that I need to probably just keep growing in grace for myself too mm. um, oh, acknowledging that that the influence that I'm currently walking on and this is not at all to blow my own trumpet or anything like that I haven't learned the trumpet yet so <laughs> Um, you, can, you, you know, you can. That was you, good. Yeah, thank you, Ella. You can laugh. We got the dad jokes. Oh, hey, just getting prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was on the fly too, so, nice. so I won't explain it for the listeners. No, that's so. Cool. Um, but yeah, growing in that grace, uh, influencing a, a lot, lot of people, and that is exhausting um, mm. at times. So, um, yeah, I think the grace towards people comes when you have grace for yourself. Yeah. Because well, you actually acknowledge yeah, you can't that, do it all. Yeah. And that and, and the things that people carry in their own lives are significant things. Yeah. Um, it's their world that they're walking in. Uh, and you're just invited in to be a part of that world. So so whatever you can inject into that, um, I mean the the influence there is is just untapped, I think. Yeah. When we say, okay, it, once again the grace for yourself of, of not going I it's my responsibility to fix this person's world yeah but actually the thing that I can inject into it is hope or is mm. just this moment of of adoration mm. I just love being here with this person mm. and I can exude that so that they really sense it yeah um, once again it's I say that all the time but it's, it's not a false thing of I'm putting on a show to make this person impressed, mm. but I'm actually sincerely engaging with them as closely as I can mm. because I'm here specifically for this environment mm. so that they have something to take away into their world that hopefully in time transforms it uh, yeah, for wow. the better yep. as well. Um, yeah, so whether that's in a one-on-one, in a group, in a, in a larger setting, mm. I want to be fully present so that, when people engage with me, they don't feel like they're overlooked, yep. but they actually feel like there's been something significant take place. Yeah, wow. That's so cool. And you totally do that incredibly well. And that's I think that point of grace for yourself is so valuable. And often I think now there's like the term self-love and different things come out and, and having that forgiving of yourself of can't do it all, can't be everything to everyone, but you can kind of show up in spaces and do what you can. Mm. And like you're saying, that supernatural grace, that stuff that kind of transcends what 
we can do. We can't really influence, but you just show up and you yeah. do your part, I guess. Yeah, and, yeah. And, our, and we can celebrate the result of that as well. Mm. I think sometimes we have to, you know, we can be disappointed in, in our performance or in what we've brought, um, mm. but at the same time we need to also then be willing to celebrate the successes celebrate the things that we either had a hand in or didn't mm. so whether it's supernatural grace that we just allowed to work through us or whether it's us going i'm going to be present for this time and i'm going to rest later yeah. if we celebrate the successes then i think people can also celebrate with us yeah. um, everything's inviting yeah. relationship which i think is really beautiful that's so cool looking at success and what that means a lot of people for in the world, I guess success is generating wealth and dollars and net worth and things, houses, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I really admire, this is something I've always noticed being around you and Hayley. Um, your wife is that. <laughs> yeah, Hayley is your yeah, wife. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, who's Hayley? <laughs> just, just as a reminder <laughs> um, that you are both really incredible around your attitude towards finance and wealth I guess that idea of um people call it the wealth mindset I think it comes up quite a bit that idea of like living in prosperity um not only in terms of numbers or things that you own but also in terms of spirit like there's a whole bunch of stuff around that but I would say that is so contagious just because in every like really small things you're just super generous all the time and Oh, I don't it's know about not all something the time. Oh, I'll take it. Yeah, a carry, lot, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, that um, it doesn't take words. A lot of it's actions, um, whether it's in time or in finance. But are there some key things that you would say you view or attitudes you have towards money? I guess mm. that have really helped you to develop that kind of attitude towards it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as you get into money, you're, you're dealing with tension. Mm. Um, and uh, that the wisdom that we leech off others comes into play here. Mm. There's a few phrases that go on in my head, um, one of which is what you do with the first is true of the rest. Mm. And um, and we have, I mean, financially we have a, a model that we work to um, which involves um, putting aside the, the first mm. and, and giving it away. So what you do with the first is true of the rest. Mm. So if we're, if we're overly generous with the first where we release it from our own hands, um, yes, we've worked hard. Yes, we've you know done the things that actually bring income in, but we then release that so that it models what we are doing with the remainder of our lives. And so, what's true of the first is true of the lot. I can release the first. It's freeing me from the expectation that finance is my drive. Mm. It's going. This is for something greater than myself. Mm. Releasing it there. And then actually in that discipline is also putting money aside for yourselves. Mm. It's saving. Mm. It's it's also putting money aside for, for others who are in lack. Mm. Uh, it's forgiving. And as you have that structure that works for us, that we work to, um, we're able to then give away freely. We're able to save without feeling lack in what we currently are doing mm. uh, and we're able to give money or, or time or things away. Uh, money is actually easier to give than time yeah. uh, but <laughs> we can give that away um, as well and have money set aside so that we're not 
chomping into the the daily needs really yeah. um, from that system then we we live off the rest you know yeah. um, and I think living off the rest is an interesting thing because living yeah. off the rest can be that consumption mindset of I actually need to get more or I need to keep striving for the next best thing mm-hmm. uh, and the greatest of the new technology the new phone every year mm-hmm. all these different things that we can go okay I've got this money so I should use it Whereas I find that the wealth kind of mentality uh, carries through past finances so much more when there's contentment. So if I can find contentment in what I already have, I'm not striving for the new thing. I'm not spending more than I need to on finance plans for cars. And I'm, I'm not actually overdoing it, getting myself into debt based on what I think I have. But I'm actually able to... Uh, go, man, I love where we're at. I love what we've got. I'm so content in in this. Um, And I do realise as I'm saying this that not all people are in a state of comfort. Mm. Um, So, you know, I I grew up in a a family where generosity meant giving more than you probably should or could Mm. as a sacrifice for someone else. And then that actually played to the negative on, Mm. on our own lifestyle. Yeah. We, we still had a wealth of spirit, but not so much a wealth of finances. Mm. And and I guess I want to take that legacy to the next level of going, how can I keep that wealth of spirit that is shared so freely, but also carry with it the, the ability to bless others financially, yeah. continuously, and yeah. also for us to be blessed as yeah. well, not relying on someone else's um blessing or spirit uh sorry financial gain yeah that we receive from that but that actually we have some responsibility yeah and keeping that going so contentment the ability to appreciate things as well uh not for their monetary worth but for the experiences that they bring yeah. uh, and then sharing those moments with other people i think those are just some things that um that take wealth far beyond money mm. uh into a wealth life really where I can experience the depth of significance of this moment Um, I'm willing to share it with someone else Uh, and in that we're building relationship we're building enjoyment we're building life Mm. Uh, and then if I can do it in a structure that actually supports the long-term building of wealth once again both money both spirit relationships time everything uh, it all feeds in. It all feeds in. So, it just yeah. builds, and I think, um, yeah, I think it's just an amazing dream, really. Mm. Uh, that that a community isn't living in lack, but is living in the fullness of experiences that are shared between people, mm. uh, and that we can use stuff yeah. <laughs> to enjoy those moments yeah, too. Totally. You know, we're sitting here, and and I'm, I'm blessed to have a, a music space, mm. a studio that is really well equipped. Um, there's a drum kit in the corner. So good. The laptop's sitting on uh, this piano. Yeah, it uh, is. There's a few things <laughs> around, and it's a great space to be, but I get to share this with 50 people a week coming yeah. in and being in this environment. And the stuff that I have isn't for myself, um, but it's it's to enjoy with others. That's so cool. Yeah, that's such an amazing part of being grateful for what you have is that ability to share it with someone else and see what they get out of it as well when um, – for them to enjoy what you have i think it's really cool mm. do you guys have ways that you'd love to kind of celebrate i guess um like you and Haley, and i guess that idea of celebrating what you have 
and then also sharing that with other people do you yeah. have particular things you guys love to do oh, absolutely in that space? yeah i mean and this is one of those ones that costs money um and more money than you probably should spend but we, we do like nice wine oh yes nice um <laughs> we like sharing nice wine with friends we like uh going over to this uh, spot called martinborough nice. in, in the south wairapa and going around some wineries eating nice food and actually just being in those moments uh where the tastes that you have are unreal you're, you're kind of looking for these subtle flavors and yeah. trying to bring out the best in whatever you're presented um I was, I was chatting with someone just the other day around this because it seems like such an odd thing to have a passion for mm. um but yeah we, we <laughs> love we love going away we love being present in those moments away from everything else for a bit uh and and yeah just coming back to the wine i think bringing out those <laughs> those subtle flavors that no one can really taste yeah but if you actually can can imagine it you start to then see it in the yeah. wine uh and it just makes it experience so much more um, those flavors are there i'll put yeah. it, i'll put it out there but we're not just making, making it up, up. <laughs> not just making it up um but when you bring it out when you recognize those things yeah. you, i'm trying to make it all yeah, make uh, very it. <laughs> philosophical here um i think it's so <laughs> cool that you literally it's going and savoring it like mm. and focusing on just like oh that's one of the things there was a someone i was talking to about recently oh annalee we're chatting about like that idea of mindful eating and enjoying the food that we eat rather than eating on the go and that yeah. kind of thing and i think that's such a cool practice is like actually savoring something and enjoying yeah. what's right there is mm. amazing yeah that's right yeah so we we do that we we drink some nice wine and it. eat some nice food we host people and have yeah. meals together um, and I think that's yeah, that's our celebration. We mm. we don't do big parties or mm. um, we don't buy things in order to celebrate the successes mm. here or there. But we um, have those experiences. Yeah. yeah, I think that's cool. Like enjoying life throughout in the everyday, not just like when something goes really well mm. or something's a huge success. Yeah, we we do. We're really bad at buying birthday presents, not just for each other, but for <laughs> anybody. Um, so sorry to I can all relate. our friends. <laughs> I'm terrible that kind of thing. But we're trying to grow, because you know, connecting with people in different ways. Yeah, wow. We'll get there yeah. eventually. Maybe not quite yet, but <laughs> dang, that's so good. Yeah, wow. So um in the finance world, I guess um you and Haley are now having to kind of save because you're bringing a kid into the yeah. world. Ooh. Ooh, so cool. Yeah. How many months now? Oh, well, we're over halfway through the pregnancy, so mm -hmm. I think we're 21 and a half weeks. Do you start, I think you start counting a bit weird when you're having a kid. I have no idea. Because um, you talk about, you don't just say like a, yeah, like a half-year-old. You yeah. say like a six-month-old, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got another, what, how, if it's full term, then 18 and a half <laughs> weeks to nice. go through the end of March. And, um, yeah, there's a bit of a lead-up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haley's just got to get through the summer first. Yes, Christmas nice. yeah. and then summer and oh um, wow, yeah, that's so Yeah, there's a few. I mean, there's a, a plenty of unknowns. Yes, um, it's not that babies haven't been born into the world before, mm. uh, or brought in, I should say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't buy babies. Um, but I'm off for the store. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we we look around and, and and see you know how our friends have have mm. parented. Uh, and our parenting and, and we uh, engage with that where we can uh, and hopefully learn something in the process but we, we really appreciate the the community that's around us as mm. well we've got um, great family great friends and yeah. don't at all feel 
alone in the process. That's amazing. That's so cool. So like you said, there's quite a bit of unknown getting into it. Mm. Are you, like, how are you feeling about it all? Are you excited or, like, nervous? Is it a bit of a mix? Or Yeah, I'm I, I excited, I think. Um, you know, I'm I'm 28 now. Oh, the veil wow. is torn. Cool. Um, and, and so you start kind of recognising that life isn't all about um, what you're doing uh, mm. or even who you're around, but there's this this innate kind of opportunity to, to bring something greater into the world um, right from who the depths of who you and your, your partner are and so I think there's there's some level of um, of knowing that actually this is a part of who we are mm-hmm. I, for a long time we we didn't feel that conviction mm-hmm. uh, but as as we're getting on a bit uh, slowly getting we're on still young <laughs> my goodness you put you put the old ideas in my mind there Ellen he's so no. youthful <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we've got this kid coming, and I think it's a part of yeah, part of our role really. Mm. Um, and the opportunity to do that is just it's quite a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, some of those unknowns, as you mentioned before, is fin- financially being mostly self-employed, if I can put it that way. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I I kind of think that I'm going to feel the need to work more. Uh, interesting which which is a bit bizarre and so i'm working through that at the moment going okay i feel like we balance life and, and work pretty well and that there is life and work and that you know some of uh, life has work and all of this mm. kind of mix um but with Haley taking time off to to parent and as i will do as well um you know we'll we'll have the family at home I, my studio's at home they'll always be here uh, so how how I feel that tension I think is going to be a bit of a challenge of yeah, going, wow. do I separate myself for work or do I bring myself fully engaged in family mm. and and see the stretch there so yeah financially mm. there'll be a bit of pressure uh, for the business do I expand do I just keep it as is and we make do um, yeah and and then having having Haley and the and the baby at home uh, mm. will be the other wonderful challenge yes yeah wow right upstairs that's so exciting i think and like you say there's a a lot to kind of consider and think about um and when you've got people around you who have kind of modeled different ways of parenting i guess you can kind of glean from that what you think is valuable and then your own kind of way of doing things yeah well i mean the number of um different views out there on how to do things uh (laughs) It's, the, it's a, a minefield, I think. Yes, yeah, 100%. That's so good. I'm really excited for you both. I think it's going to be really, very, very cool. Mm. And it's going to, it's weird. It's like you've kind of grown up with me around as like a kid. And now I'm going to see your kid, yeah. like, which is going to be so cool. Yeah, we were really actually excited. having your sister on, Ella, about um, babysitting, but she oh, was trying yes. to find her way out of it. Oh, uh, darn. Now <laughs> we'll both around 100%. Yeah, well, maybe you as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> You guys can go away to Martin Brown. Oh, lovely. If you're willing to leave us with your kid. Oh, hey, you might want, you might want to come on the trip. <laughs> oh, that, was a, that was a formal invitation oh, right there. That's a great sign. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. It's really exciting for you both. And so that's like a closing question. When your kid is 10, um, what are some things you really hope to have been able to instill in, in them? Mm. Yeah. This is just like a, yeah, just throw it out there, beautiful. big one. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never been one to Ford plan, so um, <laughs> 10 years down the track, it's a, it's a long way. But but having a kid, I guess you've got to start thinking a bit more like that. I'm going to be 29. 
Wow, you're, you're you're be, older than I am you're now. You're going to be 38. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sitting there. There you go. Yeah, and my kid will be interviewing you, 10, yeah. or 10-year-old little Timmy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want them to, to recognise um, unconditional love mm-hmm. uh, from the environment that they're in. I want them to see that the connections that they build have as much significance as the connections that we've already built mm-hmm. um, and that as they grow into the person that they are with fullness of identity, with just so much i mean this is the dream confidence that comes with mm. humility yeah yep, nice. um that they make connections that together everyone achieves more mm. right so that they're actually investing into others and being invested into themselves mm. um and just yeah bring light into the world as well that's so cool that's awesome your kid's gonna be amazing can i just say that <laughs> oh, i hope so <laughs> so good i love it yeah. oh well thank you so much tim for your tuesday morning and having this chat it's been really cool and i'm super stoked to see where things head mm-hmm. and it's very exciting unknown time but hey yeah well thanks so much for having me no it's cool to all your listeners may they keep increasing yes keep uh rating five stars i reckon <laughs> eh? i don't even know if you can rate podcasts oh, i've never hey. rated a podcast in my life I mean, those who have like the actual real phones um yes. there's the podcast app on the iphone then, oh, yeah, can, oh it, nice so. there's a plug <laughs> apple users there you go fanboys they call us <laughs> yeah i love it it's so good oh awesome well thanks so much to the day thank you that is the 12th episode thanks so much for tuning in i cannot thank you enough if you were taking the time out to listen to these it is so cool for me um, i've branched out and tried something new and i just really appreciate all the support and encouragement i've been getting from people and i'm trying to get better at sharing this podcast as well um so if you are feeling up to it and if you get something out of it and you think you know someone else who might get something out of it too, totally share the podcast with them, um, our link or um, on Spotify or whatever app you're listening on. And it would be great to help get the word out. And thanks again for tuning in. I'll catch you back here next Tuesday for our 13th episode. <laughs>